It's Tepo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tefl Waffle. Steve, what big eyes you have. All the better to see the microphone with. And Steve, is that a puppet I see upon your shoulder? <laughs> uh, thanks for saying that. You're welcome, Steve. Look at the spider. It's creeping along the table. Uh, what are we does the stories? spider say? Or whatever we're doing. We're doing the thing that... I can't pull off as a teacher. I, I don't know why. I just can't pull this off. What, the voice? The whole acting, miming, um, finger puppets, feather hat, this thing. Yeah. This, this putting on the persona. Yeah, I'm, I'm not very good at it either. I was watching some teachers teaching online recently. Uh-huh. And did they have a cat sound effect in the background? They didn't have a, they didn't have a cat sound in the background. Hang on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, cat, the cat's gone mad. The cat is mulling a pile of papers. And, um, the, and this by teach- papers, I don't mean paper. I mean papers. The teacher online was, was, had that big-eyed wonder. Hi. Hi. Isn't it nice that we're studying it? Hi, Sally. Sally. Yeah. And, um... I watched the video and I was impressed with the teacher. I thought that the teacher was doing a good job, but there's no way I could do that. Um, and maybe because she was online, you've got to exaggerate everything and you've got to speak so slowly. And isn't it fun to study English with teacher, teacher. Emily, or whatever Yay. it is. Right? <laughs> Mary, do you have a finger? Show me your finger, Mary. Show me your finger. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't do that. But anyway, you, you pull it off quite well. Okay, but, I mean... Having, having a two-year-old kid probably helps. Uh, it, it, does, it does help, but stuff with my kid is... Look, it's a spider. The spider's going to eat you. Oh. <laughs> is, that the, is that the extent of your kid's excitement? Uh, uh, that's me going, like... Um, Stop being whiny for the sake of it. Come and play instead. But does your wife do the, the voice with him? Um, no, it doesn't. Ooh, we have everything on today. We have phones on, we have cats in boxes, okay, we have so this pup- is gonna be, hand puppets. This is going to be a noisy podcast about noisy teachers. Uh, it's not noise, because, I mean, let's, let's take another example of this, which is um, the guy with the guitar. It's usually a guitar, but it could be any musical instrument, but guitars, ukulele, whatever, who goes, let's learn the ABCs, let's learn the ABCs, let's all sing along and let the ABCs. Okay, we're talking about this, but these teachers are amazing. They're amazing. The the, the fact that they can do that and pull it off with such confidence. Yeah. um, And it's not fake. It's the big part because... And the students buy into it. Well, the students buy into it because it's not fake. If the teacher's faking it, it's obvious. So it's funny you should talk about this. I once did a substitute. There was a teacher absent in grade one for like three weeks, and it was a disaster. And and I'm not very good with primary school kids, so but I, I agreed to go and teach. And um, the entire teacher, who was the actual teacher in the classroom, um, about a week in, Sune, who we all know, yep. went in to see her and uh, asked how I was doing and whether it was okay. 
And the, what the woman said to Sine was, he doesn't know how to speak to the children. Because so, I was talking to the kids like people. Humans? Yes. Which kids respond to really, really well. Well, I, I, I don't think it's a problem. But anyway, she says, I, I, couldn't, I wasn't speaking to them. Like, condescendingly so, enough? Well, you can maybe. No, well, I, I, that's a big thing, though. It's when I, part of the problem is, if I'm trying to do this, I feel condescending. So therefore, it's not real. So you couldn't pull off the fake persona, which probably wouldn't have worked anyway. It wouldn't work for me. I would have felt condescending. Let's open our books. I mean, I do, I, I do know that there are some keywords that the kids need. Clear desks yeah. is a keyword. Statues is a keyword because that, that indicates that it's time for them to be quiet. Yeah. So uh, the keyword thing, I understand. But... You know the uh, the pup, the hand puppet thing. I, I certainly couldn't. I'm not that way inclined when it comes to my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yes. On a related topic that I, gets me off whatever you just said. Right. Um, the reason why I use the Red Riding Hood there as my intro is because once upon a time, a long, long time ago, uh, back when I had a lot less grey hair than I do now. Um, you Man, and I, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, you and I actually attended a workshop together. Uh, and mm. It must have been around 2005, Yeah, I'm I remember guessing. that. Mm. So this workshop was... Um, it was for the teachers of a primary school, um, but uh, teachers from other schools were invited, and the heads from... the heads of departments or whoever were also invited... And there were two women running the workshop. Yeah, it was a drama workshop. It was a drama workshop. How many phones do you have beeping and booping then? <laughs> oh, oh, was that the sound effect? For the, that was the drama intro. <laughs> All right. Um, now, during this workshop, uh, they, they did a lot of stuff to, to build up this whole atmosphere of playfulness. And, and they... they they didn't just say, okay, you get up and sing, because none of us would have done it. Or I mean, the great kids' teachers would have done it, but I couldn't. But they built up this atmosphere over the period of the workshop. And at the culmination of the workshop, they did something which was... I, I, even in the moment, I realised how brilliant it was. They put us off into groups, and they deliberately made sure that some of the more senior Flamboyant. guys... Oh, okay, yes. And I don't mean that by age, although that was probably true as yeah, well. Yeah, the middle management people. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're in a group, and we were in a group together with a head teacher, and I can't remember who else was there, but I remember it was uh, Hugh, myself, another head teacher, maybe someone else. Yeah. And they had, this is at the end of an hour and a half workshop, two-hour workshop, think, yeah. maybe longer. Yeah. They had us doing a dramatic reading of Little Red Riding Hood, and we had hats and hand puppets. Yeah, I remember the hat storybook. I, I remember the hat thing. So, so when you wore the hat, you had to sing the song, or you had to be in character, or something. right. And yeah. and they did some interesting stuff where you had to pass the hat on, or you had to steal the hat from somebody, or you had to. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was pretty clever because that meant that you could only be in character with the hat. Yeah, I mean there was a whole there was, there was uh, I mean, so there much going of, on. Yeah, there, there was there. lots of stuff. Yeah. Now. By the end of this workshop, 
I was I bought into it. I was fully into it. I did a dramatic reading of Little Red Riding Hood with a hand puppet and a hat with a big purple feather in it, and uh, and uh, we had the book, and I was completely on board. So I can't say that I can't do it. I can say that I, as a teacher, I haven't built up the the necessary skills needed to create. A classroom atmosphere that's conducive to uh, whatever you want to call that pantomime flamboyance. Yeah, and you know, I, it, it, because you don't do it, I don't do it either. I also can't do drama. I can't pull off the... Uh, we're going to do a, a... A skit. A skit in the class. I can't okay. do it. Skip to the other one that I wanted to use, actually. Yeah. I remember when I was in primary school, our teacher, my teacher then, so this, I'm talking about pre-Second World War here. Um, okay. Um, she had us um, write a play. We, it was Jason and the Argonauts, I remember. We, okay. we had to choose one of the Jason stories. Okay. And we chose him slaying the bull, slaying, slaying the minotaur. Okay, yep. that was what we did. We all, each of us in our group wrote the play. Then we chose which play we liked the most, and then we acted it out to a recorder, to a tape recorder. Okay. And then we played the tape recorder to the teacher, and she gave us a, a grade. Now, this is in in the 1970s. Uh, so, I mean, sorry, logistical question. She listened to these tapes after class. You, you submitted the I can't the, remember how she did it. I don't know if we played the tape to the whole class or if she just listened to them. But we had such a blast doing it. We had to get sound effects, and, and the... The guy slaying the minotaur, we got a bicycle pump, and we were, when he killed the minotaur, and the minotaur went, oh, you know, I mean, like we were nine years old or whatever. It was, a, okay. it was an absolute blast. And then listening to ourselves on the tape, that was so much fun too. That was great. <laughs> but I can't do it. No. Can I, I can't do it as a teacher. I can't reenact how the teacher built that up and got us to the point where we could do that and were interested in it. And uh, I mean, that was amazing that teacher that did that and I think oh I'm going to do something like that but the, it never works it never I never get the same okay way. so on the the it never works thing right another example I've, I've only got these two for us because I, I only actually know two where both of us were in the room at the same time um, not quite as many years ago but still many years ago um, you and I went on one of those uh, not a summer what do you call them, like a, a retreat weekend with a group of adult learners um it was like two nights in a resort or three nights in a big resort and there were a hundred students yeah who were adults it was the government thing right i cannot remember okay but yeah let's say it was a government thing yeah um and there are a whole bunch of us as as teachers there coordinating and you know it in terms of Organization was a typical summer camp thing. There are groups and stations, stations yeah. and the, the students move from station to station. And yeah. Each station is run by a, a couple of teachers and yeah. is a different this type of activity and, yeah. and different language and, and whatever. Mm. And the big culmination to this weekend... Oh, I remember this, yes. Ah. Oh, it was the evening show. It was the evening show. Oh, my God. Oh. And I was <laughs> so confused about this whole thing. So the, the premise was... Each group was going to put on a skit. Yes. And they had to make up the scripts. Yes. And uh, cast different people in it. Yes. And they had... Uh, I 
don't think there are any props or anything, but but they were putting it on for this whole group, and there were what a hundred of us, or it was a big number. Yeah. Maybe it was fifty, whatever. Yeah. Um, and there was all this setup to it, and then the students broke off into the groups. And they were supposed to just practice this and set it up by themselves, and and we were supposed to walk around and help. And I was completely lost. I had no idea what I was doing as a teacher. What am I doing here? These, I don't know what the specific goal is here. What's the language aim? Okay. What's the, you know, but, are, are but, there steps here? Yeah, but, but at the end, it worked really great. Well, they that's had a lot horrible, horribly annoying thing. No, it they, was fantastic. They loved it. They watched each other. They laughed because they were, they, in their plays, they were acting the funny things that they, like their little internal jokes. Internal jokes and also language that had come up during yeah. that weekend. I mean, one of the highlights for me was um, a group kept on using this phrase whereabouts, which was a phrase that I'd taught them that morning. So when somebody, you ask somebody, like, you're Thai and I'm Thai, and you ask me, where are you from? Don't, and the person says, Thailand. Well, that's obviously kind of a weird answer. But the appropriate response to that is, oh, whereabouts? The appropriate response is not, Okay, and what's your favourite food? <laughs> and so we learnt this phrase, whereabouts, and one of the groups really leaned into that phrase during a skit. Mm. Um, uh, I can't remember the exact skit, but it was something about uh, somebody had to come to somebody's house to service a washing machine or connect the internet or whatever. And um, the, the person kept on asking them whereabouts, and at the... The punchline of, with, of the skit was the person saying, like, you know, like, whereabouts? Well, on on Smith Street, whereabouts? Uh, number 85, whereabouts? Um, in the living room. In the living room, whereabouts? Behind the pot plant, whereabouts? Oh, never mind, I'll buy a new washing machine. Okay. There's a couple of things that I think uh, are, will, are relevant here. First of all, this concept that it doesn't work for me. Okay, so now this I've is heard, the big one, right? I've heard teachers say, "Oh no, I don't do running dictations; they don't work for me." And I do well, running actually, dictations. No, I've, I've heard it phrased in a much worse way. Yeah, which is, they don't work. They don't work. Period. You can't do running dictations. They're, they're useless. Yeah. You can't get the students talking in class. It doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work. You, what do you mean, make them do pair work? They'll just chat in time. It's a waste of time. Yeah, and I have I have been into classes where a teacher said. I, I can't do that with this class, it doesn't work. And I've been in and it doesn't work. And then the next teacher Comes teaching in. the same class and it works fine. Yes. So it doesn't work, isn't it? It's, uh, well, I don't know. There's something about some teachers and some activities that somehow it just doesn't work for them. For them. It's not the students, it's it's the relationship between the it's materials, the, the student, the teacher. The atmosphere, right. the. It, so, um, I mean, I think, I think that we've all got a, a set of, a repertoire of things that do work for yes. us. Um, and if for myself, drama doesn't work. Oh, I'm in the same boat. Drama doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and in some ways, I wish it did work for me. But in other ways, I, I mean, I just don't like drama. Okay. I, don't, I don't like going to the cinema much. I don't... Uh, Get uh, your you thing? Uh-huh. Not your thing? It's not kind of my thing, yeah. All right, ready for me to put a big wet slappy fish in your face? Come on, do it. (laughs) Splodge. I don't know what the sound effect for a slappy fish is. You just did it. Okay. Great. Um, 
what is peer teaching or micro teaching if not drama? So I'll tell you a quick story just because <laughs> okay. it's come to mind. I applied for a job in Japan. I think I might, might have told you the story. I applied for a job in Japan, and at the interview, it was in a. They told me to come to the Hilton Hotel, yeah, and room thirty seven oh five. And I went up to room thirty seven oh five, and I thought this is a bit weird. A job interview in a hotel room just is weird, right? And inside the hotel, (laughs) in the hotel room, there were these two Japanese women. And they asked you to go into the adjoining room and change into the tuxedo with the chaps? No. No. And um, they had the bed moved to the one side and they had a little flip board thing. (laughs) This is not making it any better. No, no, it it was really weird. Anyway, so the, the the interview took place in this hotel room and there were... Fluent English speakers, American accent, the whole thing. I, okay. I didn't. They looked Japanese, but I didn't think they were actually Japanese. Okay. And then they said to me, at three quarters of the way through the interview, they said, "Okay, you can teach your lesson now." So. Oh, they told you you had to prep a demo lesson. They, they told me I needed a lesson. Yeah. And you showed up at a hotel. Yeah. Um, okay. Then uh, we th- <laughs> maybe so, this is a, a whole new topic for a podcast. I Those mean, interviews that you go on, where you like, um, the, wait, the what whole now? Th- the whole thing was just completely bizarre. I mean, the setting itself was enough to to disrupt anybody who who thought that they were going for a job interview. Anyway, they pulled up the chairs, and I got up to the little flipboard thing that they prepared, and I started teaching the lesson. And they changed into these two Japanese learners. Mistakes. Oh, they were mocking, they were role-playing. They role-played Japanese learners, but they were making mistakes with my worksheets. They were answering my questions incorrectly. They, they made grammar mistakes, um, obviously to see how I was going to handle it. Yeah. But they went straight into the, I'm a Japanese person and I can't speak English role. role. Um, okay. And I was, afterwards I was like, wow, that was amazing. That could, because they, they did it so well. I can't do that. I can't pretend to be a, a, an English learner. I, I just can't. Uh, I can, but it's going to be so obviously fake. Which is why I can't do dramas. I yeah. can pretend, but it's only, it's going to be. I mean, you a, could a pretend to be a Russian. No, you could pretend to be a Russian cosmonaut. What's the end of that sentence? <laughs> a a Russian, Russian learner of English. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't know the. Oh, all Russian Russians word. cosmonauts. <laughs> no, you just had such a big lingering pause there. Russian. Yes. A Polish student. Uh, anyway, well, anyway, whatever. So they they did it, and it, you're right. I mean, they were pl- they were role playing, and I was role playing a teacher. Cause, but it was easy for me to do that because as soon as they started making mistakes with their language, I just did my little thing. I mean, I wasn't really role playing. I was just acting yeah. my teacher. You're just thing. being your teacher, which is drama. Because all teachers to, well, all maybe not all teachers. There are some really weird teachers out there who have a teacher's persona outside of the classroom. That's just weird. Um, there are some not very good, for the most part, teachers who don't bother having a teacher's persona. They just try and... and yeah, but what's even more themselves. weird is teachers who have a teacher's persona that they don't switch off outside of the classroom. So you're in somebody's house and the wife is a teacher and she comes in and says, All right, everybody! Would you like a cup of coffee? And With her teacher voice. Yes, and you're like... weird. Yes. Okay. But... Uh, so for, you know, we all have a persona we're playing 
as a teacher. You know, uh, put me in a room with a bunch of teenagers. I don't know. I, I don't know if if I mean you could you could talk about the teacher as a as as an actor, but I my personally I think of the teacher as a. A marketer, you you come to the class and go, okay, well we're going to do this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You're selling the lesson to the students. I don't think that's engaging or interesting. Or... But maybe maybe that's how the, the issue is. How do you see yourself as a teacher? Teaching is a science, or teaching is an art, or teaching is a, a, a an a act. Skills or uh, yeah, it's a it's an act. It's an enactment, or teaching is a a, a hard sell, or. And maybe that's the kind of thing, that's the beginning point where what you believe teaching to be leads to how you, um, how the lesson plays out for you and your students in the classroom. Um, I know that I found that I need to be a different teacher with a different group of students in a different environment, with a different uh, no, but number, I, with a I, different age, with maybe, a different level. But I don't think it's you have to be. I think it's you and your students create or negotiate that relationship and it builds up over time uh i don't know i think i've got i've built up certain okay recently i finished a sentence nice yeah i'm so proud of you uh (laughs) we went to a big uh university where we were we had um four or five groups of students and there were groups of 20 but for the first period they were all in one group of 100 or something yeah um and i took the the lead role and we were were co-teaching it was uh you and i and tony yeah and five trainees yeah. yeah And uh, I took the lead role with the group of 100. Yeah. And Tony said to me after the class, well, who is that guy? And he was referencing my teaching yeah. style, you know. In a big room with a, a group of 100 people, I was definitely a very different teacher than I was uh, with, you know, seven were you, people. Were you acting? I don't know if I was acting. That's my, how do I speak to 100 people at once and try to make them listen to me and pay attention and, and get some energy and... And that was that's my default massive room. Well, in that case, then maybe the I'm putting on my teacher's voice is not is not an enactment. Maybe it's a necessity for achieving a particular goal at a particular time. So I'm not putting on a teacher's voice. I'm making sure that everybody's paying attention, and I'm whipping out my finger puppet not because it's part of an act, but because I know it's going to get the students to. Look, engage? Engage, okay. yeah. Uh, All right, so... Um, do you whip out a finger puppet? I was just going to let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no euphemistic way to look at slide. Okay. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Right. I'll let it slide. Um, now, I do want to say this. Over the last couple of years, uh, maybe two years, I've been developing uh, what I consider games... Um, now, a lot of people, uh, I've seen other teachers talk about my lessons say, well, you play a lot of games in class. And I I don't actually consider them games. I consider them activities. And sometimes I might put in, like, a scoring system for an element of competition to help motivate the students or whatever. But to me, they're just activities. Games, to me, are things that have rules and sequence and, you know, all this stuff. Like, like poker is a game. That, that's a game. Um, but... Uh, stand up and talk to your partner is not a game, as far as I'm concerned. That's just how I look at it. But I've been trying to to make 
really language heavy games <laughs> with uh, with pretty good success. Okay. This in spite of the fact that the very first thing that I abandoned early on in my teaching career were games. But you know, the, the concept of games, uh, when I was teaching in Indonesia, I would say, okay, we're going to get up, we're going to play a game now. Okay. And, uh, for example. Yeah. And the students would start. And I was like, wait, I haven't told you what the game is. They would just start playing, playing a game. Um, and everything was a game to them. And uh, yeah. you can say to students, this is a game. But it doesn't have to be a game. It doesn't have to be a game. <laughs> Very but that's, that's a marketing very Question. true. I mean, uh, let's say let's take a find someone who uh, with the uh, teenagers. I say let's play a game, and uh, with you're going to turn to the person next to you and tell them three things about you, and then you're going to turn to the next person after that and tell them three things that the other person told yeah, you. It's a memory and that's game. A, yeah, that's right. And uh, yeah, that's uh, all those things. Uh, I might say to the teenagers, it's a game, and to the kids, I say, all right, let's have a race. Yeah. And it's a fine one who who can fill it in the quickest. And to the adults, they say, right, now we're going to do a speaking activity. Well, okay, now, now this, this, what strikes me here as, as interesting is you are putting on an act, but the fact that you don't know that you're putting on an act means that it's a natural act. Yes. If, if you go, right, we're going to play a game, I'm putting on an act, but I'm not putting on an act, I'm just, I'm just harnessing energy for the lesson. Yeah. If you know you're putting on a voice, then it's going to come across fake. If you're just activating a particular persona to get a, a message across yeah. or to get the students engaged, well, then it's not really an act. That's just uh, an act to achieve a particular goal at a particular time, and then you're not you're not really acting. Okay. <laughs> so the act is not really an act. It's a it's an activation of a particular personality. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Me but, you know what, but I'm content but, to just stare at you. And no, but you know what watch. I mean. I mean, the thing is that if you don't know you're doing it, then it's not yeah. fake. And if you do know that you're doing it, yeah, well, then it's probably fake. Um, talking about that thing where you were with 100 students, I mean, remembering that, you went, okay, everybody, sit down. And, and you did have a voice and you did get, but you didn't get into a character for that. You just did what you needed to do in order to get the job done. Yeah. All right. Back to the game. Yes. All right. My my game thing is the very similar to the drama thing. I decided early on they don't work. Games don't work. Instructions are too complex. There are too many rules. Students get confused. It takes up way too much. It takes. You're talking about board games and that kind of stuff. Right? Exactly. Yeah. The amount of time it takes to set up a game is longer than the amount of time you end up playing the game. Well, the students get confused and then bored because it's not working for them and they don't know how to play and another student gets annoyed because what you didn't tell me that was a rule and etc etc so i i abandoned those type of games like a board gamey type game yeah. I, I just abandoned them because mm-hmm. i'm done and then i slowly started introducing elements of game elements into some of my activities so uh it's simple thing like where I had six phrases used to uh, ask somebody to do something and then respond to it with uh, positive or negative, and they were on a scale from like polite to impolite, and and I used okay. dice as an element. Oh, right. So the students had to roll a dice to choose. That they didn't get to choose how to request the action. They had to roll a dice, and it, it came out the example on the whiteboard, and it was, uh, "Give me that paper now." 
But if they got a different one, it would be... I'm sorry, I was wondering if you could please give me the paper. Right, so if, it, if they rolled an even, it had to no, be... No, it was a one to six. Oh, right. So if you get a, a, a one, it was the super polite, and if you get the six, it was the super impolite, and the, oh. the three was the somewhere in between them. Okay. And the same for the answer. Now, that's, an, that's a game element... In yeah, a but, regular but then, activity. But then oh, we, we're separating here gamification. Well, exactly. From games, right? So I, ga- I start to gamify some of my activities. Because the regular activity would have been, right, um, ask different people to do... Here's a bunch of activities. Ask different people to do them. Uh, write down whether they said yes or no. And then put a smiley or a frowny face, depending on how polite or impolite they were. Uh, and instead I made it a, a game by in- introducing die to it that I had to roll them, which, by the way, if you're in a country like Thailand and you ever see dice for sale, buy 17 of them. Yeah, they're illegal, really hard to... or they were illegal. Well, it's, it's like cards. They're not actually illegal. They're just almost impossible to buy and sell. Anyway, this process, I slowly introduced these elements to the point now where... I have some genuine games that I play that I've made myself from scratch where I understand all the rules and all the quirks and all the everything else and, and they're really complex games. I mean, one but of they the, work, right? They work incredibly well. Yeah. Well, you see, that's but the thing. is, is It only works if the teacher believes in it, right? And also, part of it is just building up those skills of how do I explain a set of complex instructions to a class without them getting bored but well maybe you because you know the rules and you know them well well and part and part of it was i had to try out the game a couple of times to refine it to make it work but maybe that's the thing with drama we can't do it because we haven't we haven't done it we haven't done it refined it played with it it, figured it out and the first time you do the first five times you do anything new it It doesn't really work it's time to wrap up it is time to wrap up. Let's and go play I, a game. Yeah, it's time for a word from our sponsors as well. Okay, is our sponsor Monopoly? No, it's not. Actually, it's a uh, well, good guess, though. Uh, <laughs> is our sponsor a Monopoly? No. Our sponsor today is the um, in, the communication game series by Jill Hatfield. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, so, oh, elementary communication games. Right, intermediate communication. communication games. Okay, yep. can we have a co-sponsor? Sure. Peter Watson Jones, Grammar Games and Activities. Right. First, okay. first activity book I ever bought in my right. life. And those are great. He he's got an updated version. You can get that too. No, he's got two updated versions. He took the original and made it into two different. Into... So you can find all these games. And more. And they're not actually games. They're activities for the classroom, but they're called games. No, and some of them are games, and they don't work. They never work. I know because I tried them out when I started teaching, and I'm sure they work just fine. If you do a little bit of adaptation, you can find them all on. Communication games and other stuff dot com. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> this stuff's online now? Well, sort of. Or just contact me and I'll give it to you. Don't do that. That would be illegal in piracy. Yes. Go and buy them from uh, Peter Watson Jones's The Penguin. Penguin, I think. Peter Watson Jones's Penguin and Jill Hatfield is. I think we should do some research before we get into our sponsor of the day thing. Peter Watson Jones. Grammar games and activities. Just go to. Games on eslgames.com. Oh, I know. I know. Right. I have an even better website. What? G-O-O-G-L-E. That's it. <laughs>
Defy Warfare is proudly brought to you by the Nanstore Warflower, Try and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or query, you can email defywarfare at gmail.com or visit www.defywarfare.com.